Welcome to the program today. This is John Straza, and today is Independence Day. And interestingly enough, I woke up this morning with the words to the Star Spangled Banner in my mind and in my heart. And I knew about 90% of the words. Some of them eluded me. And um, I felt drawn to go look it up and get the words. So I did. And I felt very moved to put it in a podcast today because it speaks to something that we're going through right now. So let me read the words to the Star Spangled Banner for you, at least the first verse of it. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight over the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave over the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's the first verse. There's three or four others. This song that we used to sing when we were in school, when we were younger. It's about a battle. It was written by a young man. He was about 35 years old. He was a lawyer, but he was also an amateur poet. And his name was Francis Scott Key. But he must have been there. He saw the flag, which then had 15 stars and 15 stripes. And it was known as the Star Spangled Banner. It was flying still triumphantly after a whole night of bombardment by the British ships, the Royal Navy. And it happened at a place called Fort McHenry. Now, that's just a little history. I'm not a great historian, but bringing it into today, why is this important now? This was speaking about a battle that took place, and it was in the War of 1812, by the way, if that helps put it in a time frame. A battle that should have never been won by us. It was impossible odds. The British had sent many, many ships to bombard this fort and take it over. And yet, through the night, through great sacrifice, this song showing that the bombs lit up the sky and still that flag was there. And early morning, that flag remained and the ships went back and retreated and went home. It was a battle. And we stand today in a similar place where there are those who want to take away our freedom. And also this morning, as I thought about some of this, a scripture came to my mind as well. And it was from Isaiah. And I felt moved to put that scripture in this episode as well. And I have it written in the notes along with the Star Spangled Banner. And I want you to read some of this with me. This is what I believe to be a word and a vision for today. And it relates to this battle that we are in. And God is speaking to it. So look at this verse in Isaiah chapter 1. And I'm going to start at verse 23. Verse 23 stands alone and speaks to whom God is talking to. And I want you to know that this verse would be to the people that I would call truly guilty. Those who were the tyrants, those who were shaking their fist in God's face saying, I'm going to take over and move you out of the picture. Not the everyday average person, but to those who stand in this position. And 
Verse 23 speaks directly to that. Look at verse 23. It says, your rulers, and God is speaking, your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves. Sound familiar? Every one of these rulers loves a bribe and chases after rewards. They do not defend the orphan, nor does the widow's plea come before them. God is speaking to those people in this particular chapter, the verses I'm about to read. So I want you to know that because God is not given up on America, and I will speak to that in a minute. But listen to what the Lord is saying, and this should encourage those of you who have been praying for this nation and the nations of the world. This isn't just for America either, but today is Independence Day, folks, and I'm going to speak predominantly to that cause. But that cause affects the nations of the world. So let's look at verse 24. So he says, therefore, having said your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves, the Lord says, therefore, the Lord God of hosts, the mighty one of Israel declares, ah, I will be relieved of my adversaries and avenge myself on my foes. I will also turn my hand against you and will smelt away your dross as with lie and remove all your alloy. God is saying there he's going to remove the strength that they have. Then listen to this. This ought to encourage you. Verse 26. Then I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. After that, you will be called the city of righteousness, a faithful city. Zion will be redeemed with justice and her repentant ones with righteousness. That's speaking to the fact that many have been turning to God. That's what repentance means, to turn to God and looking to God. And they'll be redeemed with justice and righteousness. But verse 28 goes on to say, But transgressors and sinners will be crushed together, and those who forsake the Lord will come to an end. Surely you will be ashamed of the oaks which you have desired, and you will be embarrassed at the gardens you have chosen. That's talking about idolatry. For you will be like an oak whose leaf fades away, or as a garden that has no water. And listen to this last verse. If you think God's not serious, he is. This last verse says it very strongly. The strong man will become tinder, his work also a spark. Thus they shall burn together, and there will be none to quench them. This is a word of judgment against the very people mentioned in verse 23. Your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves. They love a bribe. They chase after rewards. They do not defend the orphan or the widow. They don't care about those who really are in need. And to bring it into today even more, they don't care about the children either. This is also about our children. And as serious as this is, I want you to see back to what I was just talking about with the Star Spangled Banner. It was about a battle a very similar battle that we're in today. And many people feel that it's a battle that cannot be won. That's exactly how they felt in this battle too in 1812. It was way against the odds. And yet that flag still stood because America had a redemptive plan given by God. Because America made a covenant with God when it was founded that they would spread the gospel and glorify God. And there's much work to be done today And there's a great revival and a great harvest in front of us. Let me encourage you now 
God has not abandoned America. He loves America in spite of the fact we've done so much wrong. But the wrong has been at the hands of many leaders who have abandoned God, not necessarily the average person living in an average town or city or village. There are many whose hearts are broken. There are many who are calling out to God, more than enough to save a nation. And God hears their voices. He hears your voice. And if you're in another country praying the same way that your nation would come to know God again, would stop forsaking the ways of God, he hears you. He has not abandoned you. And this should encourage you as well, these very same verses. So he has not abandoned America. He loves America. And don't let others tell you or convince you otherwise. Please don't allow that in your life. Rather, get in agreement with that, that God loves America, knowing he'll save this nation and do a work that will bring us where we belong. And the main reason is it's not just for our own selfishness, for our own wealth, our own well-being. That's part of it. But the bigger part is America is a nation that spreads the gospel. And there's a major revival and harvest right in front of us. And the Lord knows this. And we are part of that plan. I know others don't agree with that. And that saddens me. But I believe with every fiber of my being, and I know many others who do as well, God is not done here. That's why the enemy's fighting so hard. If God was done, the enemy wouldn't have to be in such a rage. He's in a rage because God is moving in this nation and in the earth. And it's a redemptive plan. It doesn't mean trouble will altogether stop, but God has a redemptive plan. And part of that plan is to restore this nation and many others and to bring a revival unlike we've ever seen. So if you could get an agreement with that vision, even if it's in the broadest sense, just see just that. Let it encourage you. Let this scripture that I read in Isaiah 1 encourage you. And get into a place where you can say and and just pray this one simple thing. And it's out of Psalms 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Say that, hold that, even if that's all you have. Remember it and watch and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said it, he would have fainted unless he had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I'll add that scripture to the notes so you can see that as well, okay? So this is to encourage you on Independence Day, a day of independence for this nation and for the nations of the world and the peoples of the world who are seeking God. And there are many in the world and in this nation who don't know God yet, but their hearts are hungry. They want something better than they're seeing. The harvest is ripe and the laborers to that harvest are actually few. So pray that God sends laborers into that harvest to win the souls. Millions, if not billions, who knows? But it's a major harvest right in front of us. And that is part of the main reason why God is not finished. He's still working in the earth today. And America's part of it. So I hope that encourages you. Remember, the Lord is good because his mercy endures forever. Keep that in your heart. God's not finished with America and he's not finished with the nations of the earth. He's still moving. He still has a redemptive plan. 
So I'm going to leave it there. I hope this is a blessing for you today on Independence Day. Read that Star Spangled Banner again and look up some of the history to that. It's just breathtaking what the people did to fight for their freedom. They wanted freedom. They wanted it so badly and they fought for it and God gave it to them. And we're in a place like that today and we need to fight. It's a spiritual battle, not a physical one like they had, but we speak up and, and be in agreement with God knowing that he has the redemptive plan. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We love you and we'll see you in the next episode.